Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest edition of the Geek Explain Book Club, where every single week I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of. Ru- <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in. Nope, that's staying. Awesome. No, nope, no, that's staying. No, that's staying. You don't edit. You don't edit Yay. this podcast. You don't get to decide that shit. That uh, has to stay. That's 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 honest. Take two. Uh, <laughs> because yeah. because it works really well because this is the Freaky Friday swap episode. Well, this so is like what happens because Malcolm. It because I have Malcolm Malcolm's mind inside me. Exactly. This is what happens. <laughs> I'm your host, Malcolm Russell Nelson, and I'm joined by the only two men who I would trust swapping minds with, and that's uh, Eric Azana. Uh, Hello. Uh, This is weird. It is weird. And Jacob Brown. Hi, I'm Jamie Lee Curtis. Good to see you. (laughs) Oh, shit. We're all just going to start singing that song from Freaky Friday, right? (laughs) Uh, it has been so did long. They, since I've did seen they that even movie. have a song? Because all I kept thinking is the Parent Trap song. <laughs> it's no, a very I. Different movie. Yeah, that's a different Lohan. That's a. Actually, did you guys see? I don't know why I, I ran across this on Instagram. Apparently, we've been saying her name wrong this entire time. Who? Lohan. Is it actually? She said. She said she was doing like some like thing where she's like, "Hi, this is Lindsay Lohan," and. I was like, what the hell? Oh, wow. wow. That's embarrassing. Entire life. Like, That's wow. embarrassing. Oh, wow. Man. Oh, wow. That was the same with Willem, Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the like, the, the Dafoe thing. Going, yeah. That it's not actually Dafoe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Yeah. It, it, there's there's a video of him. It, it's supposed to be Dafoe, I think. Daffo. Okay, that, I that's think close enough. No, no, there, there's some weird thing. I, I want to say it's Daffo, but there's video of him saying it, and I guess like enough people have said Defoe that he's just started saying Defoe. See, if I, it was something weird like, hi, my name is William Defoe, like Defoe. that would be like, oh shit, we've been saying it wrong. But like, <laughs> like Daffo and Duffo, yeah, it's, like it's that, very similar. Yeah. I think it's that the infliction is in the wrong place. Yeah. It's, I was. I was talking about Willem and Willem, you know, William and Willem. That's what I thought of it. I, was, I didn't oh, know there's trouble with the fair. Defoe part. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Do people God. say William Defoe? Yeah, exactly. Well, his name is actually William, though. Is right? it? No. It? No, no, I Willem. swear to God, I heard this on the Empire podcast like two it's, weeks ago, and I wish I remembered it better. It's but they Willem. It's yeah. It's his William. name is actually like William, and he changed it's it actually to William, William or something. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if that's just a like stage name or tell so. people that they got to pronounce his name Willem like Venom. <laughs> oh, because you never know when he's, he's going to get him. Yeah. It's all about yeah. that adrenaline. <laughs> adrenaline momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Willem. Adam. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back to the Explained Book Club. <laughs> <laughs> where we have already gone off the rails. Um this is the book club where every single Friday I, alongside these Willem Lowens, uh, are going through <laughs> every single issue of every single volume of, let me get it right this time, Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Sarah Pacelli, Stuart Eminen, David LaFuente, Mark Brooks, and Trevor Hare scenes 
ultimate spider-man you know what i am going to i'm i'm going to do this from now on because i'm tired of like looking this up every single time i do the intro for this <laughs> i am just going to we're going to add it every single time so so far we've had mark bagley we've had trevor harrison and then okay. as we go along here, as we go along the more told me to this as soon as like a new artist transitions in i will transition their name in cool i like that because i can't remember all of these names no 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 i like that i like that i just and found out that ralph macchio is editor of this of this karate comic. kid yeah apparently no <laughs> no it's, it's not actually the karate kid because it's, he's not he actually the, the karate name. kid folks no it's Remember true. That. It's, it's the karate it's man now. Johnny Buttafuoco or whatever it's his John, name is. It's Johnny Butta kick your ass. I, Johnny is the I, real karate kid. He's I the main character of that, that movie. Book show whatever. <laughs> I refuse to watch that show. Why? <laughs> I have no need for that. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of things that I need in life. That is absolutely not one of them. It's like Fuller House, but for movies. Yeah, I refuse to watch Fuller House. <laughs> so you're you're barking up the wrong asshole here. <laughs> oh man. Fuck. So speaking of barking up the wrong hole, we have Volume <laughs> of ultimate spider-man and this was let me just say this <clears throat> a fucking mess <laughs> i hated this volume wait do you hate the whole volume not the whole volume that's okay i, I jumped the gun there i okay i hated the first two chapters of this volume yes it was yeah. so bad and i and you know how bad it is when i'm because i'm reading this i don't know if it's there in like both of what you're reading on comiXology I have a page of Brian Michael Bendis apologizing uh -huh. for the story. Yes. Yeah, that is yeah. that is actually in the issue. And it's that in is, the yeah. issue. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. then why is... did they make these issues if Brian Michael Bendis has to inst install an entire page on both this and the next issue? And the next saying, issue. Hey, why am I'm sorry for this story? And it's like the don't don't write it. Yeah. They're right. really bad issues. They are incredibly, incredibly bad issues. I don't know what the story is behind these two issues. And, and the here. fact, I think the fact that the thing horrible. that bugs me about it, and the thing that bugs me about this whole, uh, this whole volume is where it's placed. Yes. Like yeah. if this was placed like three volumes back, maybe, I mean, no, the, the first two issues would still be hot garbage, but like That's... the rest of the volume, I would be <laughs> like, okay, this is, we're still, you know, doing Spider-Man things. But to place it right after the incredible issue 65 uh -huh. and everything that came before that in the last volume. Uh-huh. And then make you any get sense to me. Issue 66 and 67, which yeah. are very bad. I think I think 68 and on is good. I yeah. think yes. the next two two parters are good, especially the middle one. I think the middle yes. one is fantastic. Absolutely uh, agree. But the Wolverine two-parter is unbelievably... So, okay, this these, these two issues are a perfect example of what Ultimate Team-Up is. This oh, feels then like I have no fucking interest <laughs> in ever like, reading Ultimate Team-Up in my entire life. If they're all like this, I they don't want are, any they, of this shit. They mostly feel like this kind of... Like, this feels like an Ultimate Team-Up story. Yeah. There is one issue of Ultimate Team-Up that I think is really good. It's one with all the mutants. Um, it's... Uh, 
Peter and MJ and Liz and all of them are at the mall, of course, because that's all they do. That's what they do. And they even the say X-Men, that's what they do in this in this volume. Yeah, they even say it's what they do. Uh, and the X Men go to the mall as well, and it's just a really nice conversation, especially given Liz's, you know, uh, anti mutants. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, she brings it up of like, are you guys mutants? You know, and I mean, they're the X Men are in like normal clothes. It's whatever, but so it's a really it, interesting conversation. So then if they're at the mall, do they get attacked by a sentinel at the mall? <laughs> no, surprisingly, they don't. There's no action in the Then I have no it's interest. <laughs> <laughs> if Jubilee does not go to a mall and then get attacked by a sentinel at a mall, I have no interest in that story. I mean, <laughs> it just goes hand in hand with each other. Doesn't it feel like these two issues feel like, remember that, uh, there's that episode of Doctor Who where they had like a child like draw a, a monster. It was like a contest thing. I feel like this <laughs> these two episodes are are a request from like, Are you saying this is like some kids like make a wish story. Like, yeah, I feel like this is oh, like I a hope not. no, we shouldn't story. be like bagging on it because of that. Because I would feel like shit if this was like honestly, really honestly, I would still give shit just. But they say, like, I mean, they say it. <laughs> In the, I think it's the the apology page for the second issue of this yeah. two-parter. The jump like, the shark. <laughs> well, just like him, like having the editor in a headlock and being like, "Oh, like I'm sorry. This is the you know this is the thing I I proposed." Yeah. Like his idea. at that point, this... fire that editor. Yes. Just Do you know who, let's all talk about who that editor is. I I brushed past it because I was just trying to slog my way through these two issues. <laughs> I'm Nick Lowe, an assistant editor. Oh no. Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe. Nick, Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe. Malcolm, run us down real quick for the listeners uh what Nick Lowe has been involved in since this. Uh a lot. Everything. <laughs> He's been in the spider office for years. He's been in the X office for years. He's been in the Avengers office for years. Nick Lowe has been a big part of Marvel for the last 15 20 years i don't know if this actually is just one of those like oh the end of the story we did it you know i i don't know if, if that's just me or what if it were me after these first two issues come out i'm firing nick Lowe. like i like <laughs> you you putz your way over to dc and do whatever you're doing like i if i cannot imagine being a being a comic book reader and reading this week to week and uh-huh. getting to this to this two-parter and not uh-huh. dropping the book. I think these two parts came out in the same month. I think this is when that book is coming out like once every like two weeks or so. Uh, yeah. So it was a little more palatable knowing that the next month it was going to be entirely different. Uh, <laughs> I, I would have, uh, I would have dropped this book. Like even as a kid, this was really bad. Like, even <laughs> as, like a year reading this, I was like, oh, this story sucks. I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't sucks. have been. I wouldn't have been as as hard uh, as upset if like the outcome was was a little more better. Like the reasoning of what happens in these two volumes. Was well, it's, it's because there is no reasoning. Game. There's no. They even basically that, say in the book, like, oh, there's yeah. actually a reason for it. Let's just go with whatever bullshit reason we come yeah. up with. Like, yeah, they didn't even bad. bother giving it a good reason. It's uh, it's, it's just like bad. it's terrible. Like even the cartoon that this is based on. Okay, a better version. <laughs> let's talk about this because Malcolm teased this last week, right? Uh-huh. He he said there is an episode of the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon 
that mm-hmm. takes direct inspiration from a story from this uh, from this week's volume. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's not an episode that was deriving it story from the other two much better stories. Mm-hmm. If it mm-hmm. was this, how did they get this onto a kids' TV show? I mean, because they made it a little less rapey. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> but that's so l- listen, they made it less rapey, but who played Spider-Man in that show? Drake Bell. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, you know what? I was never let's just rocks. I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, just put put this to bed real quick. Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, not good. It sucks. But it's not good. I, I, it has I a wonderful like Flash it. Thompson. Wait, wait a minute now. I, it has I, a good actually, Flash Thompson. I, I really and he actually it. becomes Agent Venom. So also, uh, the guy playing uh, Norman Osborn, Green Goblin, was actually really good. Uh, he was actually the best. Uh, I'll give you that. I think yeah. there, uh, Chai McBride is a good Nick Fury. Yeah. In that cartoon, fair. Uh huh. Um, and, and, and they we had. Did- we did get Power Man and Iron Fist teaming up in animation for the first time. But is, it's a bad Power Man! It's, it's not completely terrible. I remember loving it. It was very much like a combination. It was like the animation from like Teen Titans took over this cartoon. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. This get is all like blocky figures. This is bad. Not even close. Wait, no, no I mean like the... Uh, uh, the, the 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 first two seasons the first two seasons are all the, of ultimate spider-man i've seen mm, and uh-uh. uh that those first two seasons were actually okay and then after that it was just like i never saw anything afterwards um i i just hard i just think that that cartoon yeah. is bad yeah it's not good i mean it's I terrible it's, 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 the one that... it is way better to be honest that one kind of rocks the which one the spider-man yeah the new one with the 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 with, with uh, 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 Robbie Damon playing Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where this, they like work or they Max, go to the Horizon right? School. Or, uh, yeah, with Max Modo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that show is pretty awesome. It's actually pretty good. Uh, it's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, that first season is a slog, man. Oh, for, no, I'll, oh, I'll for definitely sure. Do that. Like oh, first yeah. season is definitely a slog. Oh, it man. gets a lot more fun from there, but yeah. uh, they do. Yeah, I think that show is way that first Spider-Man season. arc, which is hell. Yeah, yeah they do. Highlight <laughs> of that show, even though the suit that they use is hot garbage. Balls, the, I will agree. Yes, they did the Clone Saga as well in that. That was yeah, kind of I, really yeah. way out of there. And the I, cartoon's I, wild, so crazy. <laughs> I don't so know wild. what they what so drugs crazy. they're on. We'll try to make that show, but. Ultimate Spider-Man was what essentially got spectacular canceled. So I will not yes. forgive that. Yes, chance. that is yes. very true. It's bad. Yeah. I, I, people I, should I feel agree bad. with that. Yeah. Though there is one redeeming factor of that show. It was the first show to put um, our boy uh, Childish Gambino as Miles Morales. Oh, yes. Oh, did he play Miles in that? Yeah. There, there's Miles. an episode where Peter t- Dimension hops to... Yeah another world and and donald glover is miles morales that's and cute it's, and it's like the ultimate the actual ultimate universe that's yeah. cute it's, yeah it, it's weird but either huh. way these two issues are we, bad and we've uh, we've talked around what these two issues are we haven't actually talked about what they are so if i could just sum it up really quick sum it up real quick and we'll, um, we're gonna move on 
Because I, I don't, I don't want to spend more time Isn't on these this two issues cheating? than we need to. Isn't this kind <laughs> of cheating? We didn't okay. even go through. I'm going, I'm going to take less than a minute to sum this up. Honestly, it'll probably take less than 30 seconds. So I'm going to grab it. a timer real quick. Dude. Oh, uh, here, I'll time you. I'll time you. Okay, cool. Let me, right. let me, let me, let me know. Let me know when to go. Okay, listeners, here we go. Uh, we are going to put. I'm going to I'm going to be generous. I'm going to give you 1 minute. I'm going to put one a minute. Minute, minute on the clock. Give me sum 1 up minute. These two issues, ready, set, go. Okay, both Peter and Wolverine wake up. Uh they've swapped each other's bodies. They don't really know what's going on. Uh there is at least one funny gag where Peter keeps popping the claws accidentally. I do think that's kind of funny. Uh, because I mean, how do you control that? Right. Um, but otherwise, it's really gross because we spend a lot of time with Wolverine as Spider-Man or as Peter Parker, and he's very gross because he's like a eighty-year-old man in this sixteen-year-old's body, and it's clearly taking advantage of it, and it's disgusting. Um, it's very rapey, and I don't like it. He's also very rude to May, and I will not stand for that. Um, then you know, there's shenanigans, blah blah blah. The X Men show up, and Jean Grey's like, "Oh my God, Wolverine! Because you like pictured me naked that one time, like I made your mind go into the mind that it didn't want to be in the most. So you ended up in this, and then that's when they wink, wink, and nudge, nudge, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's the reason this happened. And then it's all fixed. Right on time. <laughs> I can't believe it actually took me that long. And that's those two issues. Yeah, that's basically. those two issues. That's and 66 and 67. May I add uh, 15 seconds, which is just... Okay, hold, if on, you hold ever... on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, we got to get on the timer. You've got yeah. 15 seconds on the clock. Three, two, one, go. The cartoon version, basically, it's Sabretooth chasing after them, and it's a villain that's basically switched their minds instead of yep. the Jean Grey, and that's it. Which is a better answer. Yeah. Didn't even need the 15. You got it in under 10. Good. Very so, nice. There you go. So look, listeners, I don't want you to feel like we're cheating you out of something, but we're skipping past this because it's garbage. <laughs> I Listen, listeners, the next four issues are way better and way more interesting to talk about. So we're going to spend some time on those. For so issue sake, 68. <laughs> there's, an, there's a page that literally is Michael Brand, Brand Bendis, that episode, that, that page where he's strangling the editor it says on the bottom of it jump the shark <laughs> yeah that's the title of the issue is jump the shark oh man i will say one one positive of this we get to see our boy the shocker again and yeah. oh right he is right. continuing to yeah. upgrade his gear which i appreciate every single time we see like him, he's got a new got a basically got a new piece and i appreciate when people are building up their their stuff over time and seriously, yeah. the popping the claws constantly joke is actually that is, funny. It is funny. It is funny. Like, they they do happens. use that to a very funny effect. And I'm sure that that was the impetus for doing the whole story. It was like, what if Wolverine can't control popping his claws? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that man. is a very funny gag, but he keeps chopping off phones. Yeah. Like, that's all yeah. he does. Is he chops his finger off police. at one point. Too. And, and his police, finger. Yeah. I just love the police keep like, you know, like, just like, like, Telling him to freeze every time he pops out his claws. Put the knives away. And he's like, okay, okay. okay. I, I don't know how. <laughs> Though that gag was done much better in X2 X-Men United, personally. Mm-hmm. Personally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. on honestly, like, it's just, it's a bad story. It's a bad story with really bad implications. Like, the the very the very last page, I'm looking at it right now, is basically... Ugh. 
Peter and MJ are, you know, sitting on his stoop. He comes out and he's just like, hey, I've, I've been fucking rude. I'm so sorry. I wasn't myself. She smiles at him. They hug and she goes, hey, can I ask you something? That thing you tried to do this morning, can we not do that till we're older? And I just. Mm-mm, yeah. I, I don't like it. I put Brody. the tablet down. I didn't come back to it till the next day. I just, I felt icky. Gross. And it's not like, who would, who would. First of all, why would you do this? Why would you write this? And who would greenlight this? Who would, as an editor, how do you not look at this and be like, do we see a problem with the fact that this is basically a statutory rape story? Yep. Like, I don't, I I just, I don't like it. We're going to move on because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Issue 68. Issue 68 kicks off a much better story, and you know that immediately because we get the ultimate Fantastic Four. Okay, so a little bit of context here because they talk about it here. The regular Fantastic Four in the 616 universe, big popular heroes. They're kind of, you know, the first big superheroes on the scene. First family of Marvel. First family of Marvel. Everyone knows that. They're also very public. That is the complete opposite with the ultimate Fantastic Four. They are you know, a very, very kept guarded secret. No one knows what they are. So that is the context that you need for this story. Which is really interesting because I I don't know how long their comics have been at it at this point because they they talk about like, oh, you know, there have been reports on us. We've been doing our thing for a little while. Like they've been at this for a bit and they're still not public, which I really, I find interesting. Yeah, this is around issue 20 or so. This is right after Bendis' run on the Ultimate Fantastic Four. Because Ultimate Fantastic Four started off as a book that Millar and Bendis were doing together. Mm -hmm. And then Bendis did like one or two stories. And then this is right before Millar comes back and does the crossover stuff, which is the introduction of Marvel Zombies. Yes. Yes. So basically the whole crux of this story is that all of these for those of you who aren't aware uh the fantastic four in the ultimate universe they're all kids they're all <laughs> high school kids uh one of them is miles teller the other one uh <laughs> the other one got beat up. <laughs> the, uh... the thing when he was a kid got beat up by his brother everything every single time he'd say it's clobbering time just yeah. absolutely wonderfully masterful work I like a good portion of that movie. <laughs> I knew I was going to love the movie when the at the very beginning when the older brother came up and said it's clobbering time. It's and clobbering beat the shit out of his brother. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. I think was... the first hour of that movie works. The last twenty minutes do not. <laughs> Five years later, Doctor Doom over here. That's, uh... <laughs> I'm fine with that. Too. It's whatever. It's, so it's, bad. it's just the stupid time skip is so weird. Yeah. One I, year later, I can't so imagine. Weird. Like there, are, there are some viewing experiences when I go to the movies that I that stick with me for the rest of my life. Going to watch Fan Four Stick with Jacob, Andrew, I think John and Kanan, or maybe either yes. it was either one of them. Yes, yes, I think um, they were all there. Was transcendent. <laughs> there was one other person in the theater with us. <laughs> two, actually. Two, like you're a, right. There was right. a couple and then like 
and then there was somebody else like it was just like oh boy and basically we get we went to that movie to get sloshed yeah like jacob brought these big old like ices i think andrew had a flask like we just got we had a flask between like we had at least two flasks between the two of us and we were just dousing these ices by just 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 just, and it was just chaos and i loved it (laughs) but anyway this is much better when it comes to the fantastic four yeah um the whole crux of this story is that these all these people are high school age but because of the accident that gave them their powers they essentially had to you know drop out of high school and they're gifted and whatnot so they're all like super geniuses so they want for whatever reason johnny to go to high school why they don't send sue back to high school even though they say like they they are a little older they're they're like seniors and stuff right but they're like Johnny high school like age or middle school. Yeah, but well, yeah. I think they're. I think uh, what is it? Reed and Stu. I think they're like in college. Um, well, no, yeah, I, I thought that they were because the they say Sue didn't didn't graduate either. Didn't graduate yeah. high school, but does have degrees and shit. Exactly. Right. But why is it only a problem if Johnny doesn't have a high school diploma? Because he's a fucking dumb dumb. I I don't know. <laughs> Either way, you can't succeed in life without a high school diploma. That's true. That's what it, you need a general education in order to get anywhere, man. It's true. That's exactly that's exactly what they say. <laughs> and just that, like that, bro. And that was Jacob's <laughs> education elite corner. <laughs> where Jacob Brown tells you all about the popular and not so popular opinions of getting higher education remember <laughs> remember there's three versions of there 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 and there tune in next week for elaboration <laughs> so, i love it um there is one thing that i really like about this about this conversation is that they are basically talking about like hey we're gonna go public soon and there's gonna be a lot of scrutiny on us and that's something you don't normally get in superhero comics Mm -hmm. it's like look we're gonna be famous and people are gonna start researching us and they're Mm -hmm. gonna find shit so we need to Mm -hmm. get that shit together and ready it's the running for office thing you know yeah Yeah, it's very political before you get cast for your first disney plus show like we've all been there like (laughs) we all gotta clean up our stuff right exactly you know me and luca i'll see you there so (laughs) Luca 2, Jacob Brown Boogaloo. Hell yeah. <laughs> I would be there. He says, I'm a fish. I'm a fish. <laughs> I'm the old man that's whistling. He, he, he does his he does a swing around fish dance. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. So oh my God. Uh, <laughs> that is a deep cut. Gaslight joke. Just right? a this real is. deep. Unless you've been to the Gaslight Theater in Tucson, Arizona, you have no idea what we just. Yeah, said. that's that's regionally specific. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's region locked. That's for, region for our gamer locked. friends out there. That's region locked. Yeah, that's a region lock. Yeah. You're gonna need a you're gonna need an action replay disc to <laughs> unlock that stuff. Oh my god! Dude, I just age myself. Oh my god! Jesus Jesus. Game Shark. Would you like? Would you like some Pogs and possibly the first editions of Pokemon cards on top of that? I would. I would actually. Then I'm gonna skateboard home and watch some Rocket Power. Um, Jeez. So we cut. (laughs) We basically they 
whittle Johnny's will down until he's like, fine, fine, I'll go, I'll finish. They, they say he only has like half a semester left in high school. So he is a senior. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, you only have half a semester left. Like, he's like, I'll go to whatever school, but I don't want it to be like some high class, like whatever. I just want to go to like some nowhere spot, you know, like Queens. <laughs> Wonderful transition. Come right over to PS135 over here. <laughs> right on over to, I just realized this uh to uh peter getting tripped and saying the thing that i say every single time but he actually doesn't say it it's on his shirt oh oh oh, <laughs> oh my god every single time that's... i trip or i almost run into somebody coming around a corner it's oh that's oh. actually a corporate shirt though it's osborne pharmaceuticals no it's not stop <laughs> That's why it's in the circle right now. <laughs> Don't you fucking start with the, the circles circles. again. I swear to God. It's all about the I swear circles. to God. <laughs> Listen, I so okay, quick sidebar. Uh and shout out to my boy Reyes. So I have a new employee, Reyes. Uh we were talking about all the Spider Man stuff a couple weeks ago. And so I came in the other day and I was like, Reyes, what's going on, man? How you doing? He's like, Oh, you know, I'm all right. I was like, Oh, what's going on? He's like, I'm just thinking about the circles. I was like thinking about Fucking the circles. Stop. He's like thinking about circles of life, circles of death. Oh my god! I was like, it's funny because every time I mention it, my boy Eric just loses his mind. He's like, oh no, I can tell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Reyes? If you're listening to this. Jump off a circular bridge. <laughs> Wait, um, how we're, we're gonna get to what he called the greatest circle of all time in this. Oh, in this oh yes. so get ready for it. Oh, I'm, I'm just Ray. Is there will be a reckoning? Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you. I love it. It's um, so funny. I thought I was gonna die. So I, I have honestly no idea what you're talking about, and I'm not excited to get there. I, it's it's great. Have you noticed? Have you, have you noticed Kong's head? It's um, stop. Almost <laughs> like that. Of a now you're reaching. Now you're reaching. Is, is that too it's much? pretty domey. I will now say you're this. Reaching. Oh, I had my me. number twenty three moment last week. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to. We don't you need to start what? finding things. You know what's really speaking of finding things? You know what I just realized? I just realized that Kong is based off of Michael Brian Michael Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis. I just realized that. I took. If you pair up his, because I I had that thought too. If you pair up Kong's uh, Kong's appearance with how Bagley draws Bendis in the apology, that's that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, I can definitely see it. That's yeah. why I got. I can it definitely from. see it. Yeah, but also, I'm pretty sure Kong's supposed to be Asian. But, uh, I'm not 100 percent. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. Also, also big, and Bendis yes. is yeah. big. Yeah. True. He's a sweet True. little guy. So it's a sweet little guy. Hello. And so <laughs> Peter's getting bullied by Kong again. Again. I felt like we got past this. Yeah, same here. I, I felt the same. Like, yeah. Sixty-five. This. This. That's the thing. Issue sixty-five. Like a retread. Yes. Like if sixty-five, listener, if issue sixty-five wasn't as good as it was, this would not be an issue here. I agree. Because it was incredible, possibly the best issue of the entire series so far, there are glaring problems with this volume. Agreed. And so everyone's laughing, whatever, like, oh, this is whatever. And 
Flash is trying to instigate fight. a fight for them. And then, who do we see? The Johnny Storm. Okay. Ah, I thought you were going to do it. No, I'm oh. not doing it because I, oh. I would was... never besmirch her good name. It's going to be a big cut right there. <laughs> I was, no, was I'm going to leave in that silence in. I want I want people to hold on to that that same feeling that I have going through <laughs> and seeing these high school suits and not seeing her. I get it. So Johnny Storm oh is on the scene looking like young Brad Pitt, Dave Franco, whoever. Kind of a and little Nick Carter early 2000s. A little 2000s. Nick Carter. Yeah, that's what I got from Johnny Storm. You here. know what? Dave Franco is a good call for Johnny Storm. I have been saying yeah. Dave Franco for Johnny Storm forever. That's, that's a good. That's a good call. Like good I have been saying for him, like it's perfect. He's. Such <laughs> I'm Johnny Storm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm the human George. What's the Say line flame he on. says? Say from... flame on. Say flame on. <laughs> flame on. Yeah. <laughs> It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. yeah, it's pretty perfect. Yeah, oh, that's weird. <laughs> that's that's my day, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say the line from Twenty One Jump Street that he said? I was gonna go to Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 all I could ever think. Of. <laughs> Is that the end when he's like snotty? He's like, I was gonna go to Berkeley. <laughs> that's that's all I could ever think of. What I, I hope that's the first thing that Johnny Storm says after getting his powers. <laughs> So I fucking love that we're all back together. I'm just gonna say <laughs> it feels good. It's oh. it it feels so good. Guys, watch the after party if you want really good Dave Franco. If you haven't in a while. Watch some the after party. It's um, fucking wonderful. And if you haven't lately, also watch uh that one movie where he is the next door neighbor to no wait i'm confusing neighbors it. i'm confusing it yeah excuse me for eric Zappel, think, Zappel? yeah i was gonna say you're thinking yeah. zach efron I, ju I just confused it but he is in those great... isn't he isn't he he's he the might friend be in yes, yes, yes 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 you're right he's the so friend go watch neighbors, neighbors. You're, you're right yeah neighbors yeah. is a great yeah. movie yeah neighbors is a really good movie it is um <laughs> zach efron would also make a great human torch yes too agree. And... it's too bad he's gonna be warlock anyway um no, stop. No, what's his no, name? They decided brother? that Adam Warlock. Uh, Adam Warlock's been chosen. Yeah, the boy who wasn't hot and now is hot. I, Sid I from Toy Story. I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah that's Sid yeah. from Toy Story looking like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah um, uh, weird. So cause... Johnny Storm has arrived at Midtown High, and who is yeah, immediately yes. smitten with him? Good old blonde Liz Allen. I told you, I think she stays blonde for the rest of this. We'll see. Now Who the knows? thing is, is that they add freckles to her face. Yeah, I didn't. Re I didn't notice that. Like she's what? never had the freckles. I swear Wait to God, they keep doing stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the show where they they just have to keep recasting the actress every season because <laughs> yeah. she keeps getting because every single time she's a hit on the show, she gets yeah. contracted to a different show. They have yeah. to recast her, and they keep doing this cycle. So this is what our. You know what this reminds me of? In Mad Men, those of you who watch Mad Men, there is, I think, two different recastings for Don Draper's son, Bobby. And those recastings shook me to my core. Not <laughs> least of which, when in, I believe it was like the fourth or fifth season, they directly say something along the lines of, 
I'm Bobby Five. And I'm like, you don't get to fucking say that <laughs> after recasting this kid and breaking my heart. <laughs> so this is what this you might have just sold me on watching Mad Men. It's Purely wonderful. I love that show. It's, it's really funny. It's, really it's good. a wonderful character piece on terrible people. Uh yeah, that's fair. I just and so it's basically succession. But basically, so Hold we're on. looking at a character piece on terrible people. No, oh. you're right. You're right. Okay. Uh. So Liz four is, uh, or Liz, Liz. Quattro <laughs> since we're, since we're in Midtown high Liz Quattro, Liz Quattro. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a razor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also new, shave with my the new Liz Quattro okay, with your Jalel razor X. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so Liz is immediately smitten with Johnny, which yeah. I mean, I get it. It's Johnny Storm. Yeah, yeah it's Johnny and, Storm. Uh, and I'm the so- teacher is is Phil Coulson, Agent Coulson. There, if you notice that that yeah, he does, he's definitely well, look like Clark. Very Gregg. Clark Gregg, yeah. and this is yeah. before Coulson. Yeah, exactly. That's this is a pre Coulson world, but yeah. he does look very Clark Gregg. So the crowd disperses. Everybody's talking again. We get our essentially our Breakfast Club back together, and then again. Again, I have to stress this. This feels like a regression. They yeah. even mention it in this. I don't remember where they say it in this scene. Yeah, I was just saying, like, I thought we went over this. Yeah. Like, what is the point? I, I don't know. I, I feel like we had gotten somewhere, and now I'm just as interested in Flash flash's character as i was the previous volumes which is very little yeah Though yeah at yeah, one point yeah. does kick her shoe off and i really i can appreciate that i love that yeah. I, lo- I love that i love how feisty mary jane is I yeah really, yeah i really appreciate that yeah mary jane's awesome she's great yeah, yeah. She's a, she's got she's a sailor mouth. Like, good lord, I love her. Yeah, yeah. She, she's, it's almost every volume now. She has a swearing fit at someone, and I yeah. really appreciate that. She's the first person to call somebody a fucking putz, and I love it's that. True, that's very <laughs> so true. She is she is a true New Yorker. Yeah. So, absolutely. Flash walks away. Liz enlists Mary Jane to try and talk to, Fla- or uh, not Fla- Hot Johnny. Hot Johnny. Hot Johnny Hot Rod. Uh, this, Johnny, this high Tumbley. school shit is so cute. <laughs> I really dug this. I, I didn't think I was going to, I, but I liked the back and forth. I, yeah. I think they especially sell it in the next scene at the lunchroom. Like, uh, yeah. I have a question. Okay, because I have a question about this. Because when we get to that lunchroom scene, I love the moment where Johnny's like, ah, this is fucking cold. And he like turns around, <laughs> and, he around and he heats it up and immediately gets a call. Hey, you can't use your powers like that. <laughs> I what? Fucking, I laugh. I actually like had a belly laugh. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. It I just so love looking good. at the phone and then just looking around. Going like, That's the best part. You look at the phone. How like, do you know I did that? It's like, I can watch you. I, I have a monitor. So <laughs> I think I think if we're talking about Ultimate Reed Richards, it would have made just as much sense for him to be just up against the window. <laughs> <laughs> Taking his head, like, don't you his head pokes up from under the table. Like, oh, yeah. is the table. Stretch, don't stretches you. up. <laughs> don't use your powers at work. So, Do you guys know the ultimate Reed Richards thing? About the maker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. aware. I'm aware. Okay. I'm not, I'm not okay. like, 
I'm not completely blind to the Ultimate Universe. Okay, Re because that's that's a much later reveal. Like that is a very late reveal in the yes. Ultimate Universe. Yes, right. The maker that he, oh. that he is like a bad guy. He's oh, the right. baddest, and guy. that and that the ultimate everything with him is a villain origin. Yeah, every so little cool. bit is a villain it's origin, so which cool. is really fucking. The cool. maker is one of the coolest characters. One yeah. of the coolest Marvel characters. Absolute. I absolutely adore him. He is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm, I'm glad you guys know that because yeah. every time you see him, that will color your perception of everything he does. And it okay. did. Which is really Reading interesting. This. Even yeah. just this. I mean, the earlier scene where he's very distracted doing his stuff. Like he just, if, yep. if you're thinking of it as a context of like, oh, it's Reed Richards. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you think yeah. of it? As, oh, he's actually a supervillain. He's planning bad shit right now <laughs> while they're talking about Johnny going to high school. Which I don't it's know super if it's, interesting. I don't know if yeah. it's like a hundred percent the truth or not because like he he starts like at least outwardly being like on that villainous path after Ultimate for sure. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. But absolutely. Like, but but it definitely, like you said, it it definitely colors. But this is all the villain origin. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's absolute power corrupting. Absolutely. The smartest choice I think that the Ultimate Universe makes. It's oh, one yeah. of it's one of two smartest choices that the Ultimate Universe makes. It's that and Miles Morales. Those are the two smartest choices. Totally agree. Can't yeah. wait to get to that next week. Uh, so Johnny, so Johnny Storm <laughs> oh um, is eating lunch. He has that conversation with Reed. When who walks up? Mary Jane. And I gotta say, I like the uh, the pull the hair pulled back with the two strands look for her. Oh my god, I, I love it's. I just like so that hot. look, yeah. just in general, yeah. guys. I high love schoolers, that. high schoolers. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry, not no, specifically no, about Sarah. her. Oh I mean that look in general I'm is guys. I'm saying we skipped if we're... the last two issues specifically for this reason. <laughs> I'm saying if we <laughs> were in high school like that, we're we're if we were in high school, that's what we're saying. <laughs> that's Jeez. still you're walking a fine line, Mr. No, Brown. I oh. just mean that I like when people have that haircut. That's all I mean. Totally agree. Totally agree. So I have never anyway, ladies uh, and gentlemen, this is this is why I, this is why I, I have to be on this podcast. Gotta keep them on the straight and narrow. I'm, I'm, Everybody I'm, takes I'm, everything so literally today, guys. I'm missing one podcast away from having two makers here going <laughs> shot across our universe. So that day, that that's that's this entire. You've been. You had no idea, but the Geek Explained Book Club has actually been a long form <laughs> podcast about the origin story of two what villains. What is it? Glass? <laughs> Comic books, motherfucker. Do you read that? This isn't an origin story. It's a limited edition. <laughs> oh, yes. So uh, Mary's basically there trying to gauge uh, Johnny's interest in liz and i really do love how they're selling this i i love it i think this right. scene works so well it you guys talked last week about the john hughes stuff this is john hughes you're yeah. absolutely right the one that killed me was uh when they're talking about hey where are you from he's like i'm uh i'm an army brat and she's like oh really i'm just a regular brat i'm just a regular like, brat. yeah i'm like dude <laughs> that is if someone came up to me and hit me with that line because i am a military brat i'm yeah. like who are you? Like, <laughs> hello? And I, I kind of like that Johnny's I know you're not his chances here. <laughs> he doesn't really get, like, he doesn't catch on at first, like, oh, she's coming over for somebody else. He thinks, yeah. like, oh, okay. 
she's approaching me. <laughs> like, well, what's going on here? What is this? Yeah. I, I like then, the confusion. It's good. Yeah. I, I, it's just a great conversation. And Mary is obviously not very studied in this. So she's super awkward about it. Yeah. <laughs> which is cool. And then she finally, like, you know, drops the act, lets him know, like, hey, you know, my friend over there, she's really interested in you. <laughs> do, do you like blondes? And then yeah. he just looks at her like, come on. She's like, oh, so of course you do. Like, you are a blonde. What, do you, like, hate yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... T- <laughs> It's it's wonderful writing, and th- this is Bendis at his best. Like yeah. I really dig this. Yeah. Um. And Mary even mentions at one point she's like, you know, she she's not the crazy one of the group. I think I am. Like, hundred <laughs> percent. Flashback to her kicking her friggin' sandal her shoe off. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so there's, you know, he's basically like, my friend's interested in you. Are you interested? And he was like, yeah, you know, will I meet her? And she's like, oh, we usually hang out in the parking lot after school before we eventually end up at the mall. And it's like that kind of a wink and a nod of like, you're going to get a mall scene in this issue. It's yep. inevitable. Yep. Yeah. I, I really liked that. And so they basically plan to meet up. So we flash forward into the parking lot where Johnny and Liz have hit it off. And so, yeah, I just, I, this is when the, the comic revealed itself to me once again, where it was like, Hey, you know why I'm being extra cute? And she's like, yeah, like Gwen's still dead. And I'm like, that's right. That's why this feels weird. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. why all of this feels hollow. Like Mm -hmm. it's, this is the first time they mention it. And that's the thing that bugs me. Because we're three issues into this. I, and I don't know. It's, I understand that there is uh, narrative and character um, value in not talking about it because grief and the processing, you know, of that grief. I've been there. I know how that happens. But at the same time, like, it feels disconnected from everything else. This this conversation, this short conversation does. Because it's like, oh, this is a window back into, like, the much better story that's running along here. It's these friends dealing with their friend's death. So, I don't know. That's just me. I I... I think one of the unfortunate things about this book as a whole, one of, one of, again, I love this series. It's my favorite book of all time, but excuse me. One of the biggest downsides is that they don't display the passage of time very well. And I think that a good amount of time has passed here. Not, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, uh, like a year or something, but I, I imagine it's been a couple of weeks. Well, from because the last volume, we yeah. had that, that big, uh, like, three months later with the, the whole carnage stuff and everything like that. So that much time that has is passed. True. That and, is true. And, yeah, it does feel I, that I was really rushed. Right. Exactly. Yeah, there's, no, it, yeah there, there's some time that's passed. Yeah. But I, I do buy this conversation. I do buy this whole thing. Oh, absolutely. Mary Jane being like, listen, I I'm, I'm being, because I want you to snap out of it. Like, yeah, you're in a weird place because, and, and I get that you're in a weird place, but it's not your fault. And you need to stop beating yourself up for it. I don't think that they're not talking about it. Well, I, I think it's just, I, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. I, I think this conversation is really well done. 
Yeah. It's just we haven't seen him, like, get being it. out I, of it. I get it. It's really because of the last two issues. I think if this issue came right after 65, this was issue 66. Absolutely agree. I'd be completely fine with it. It's because Absolutely of the agree. two-parter with yeah. Wolverine. Mm-hmm. That's what really fucks it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. So again, listeners, just don't read those two issues. Skip 66 and 67 to. and you're fine. Yeah. Um, this feels like very much like the way um, um, a lot of the superhero Marvel movies in the early 2000s were being handled. They were ha- being handled with delicate hands in the fact that, you know, uh, we can't put too much into it, you know, right. like, we can't like this, the, like that. Everything felt hollow in those movies in a sense, because everything was rushed and we just wanted to get to the big, the big uh, characters and big moments, like yeah. Yeah, right. big moments in that. And that's, that's kind of what, that's kind of what the writing here is a little bit. It's very much feeling like we just, we want to get to the, we want to get to uh, Johnny storm. We want to get to this little love moment with the with mary jane and part peter with yeah it wouldn't happen but uh we we gotta move on yeah exactly that's i kind of kind of feel like that's just the time (laughs) yeah you're not wrong so basically they plan to dress up go on a fancy date and liz has secured her man she is gonna go on a date with uh with johnny I love that shit. This is this is the, the most spotlight we've gotten on Liz in a while. Uh, this mm-hmm. new actress is doing great. So yeah. <laughs> yes. he basically says that she has swindled Peter and Mary Jane into a double date at the beach. And uh, I, I also, I think it's hilarious the, the way that this scene ends where it's like, we're going to the, uh, Mary Jane says, we're going to the beach Friday night. And Peter's like, nah. And Mary looks at him. She's like, bikini. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like he's on board immediately. Very high school. I guess. Very high school. And so, and this is, again, he turned the page. They're at the beach. Why is Kong there? Yeah. He, uh, he just, we had I that think, whole scene I agree earlier. With that. Like, that's. Yeah. Like, if it's. This lo- if that scene is this, isn't in is this, this book. This makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But because that yeah. scene is there, why is he there? I don't know. Hate love I, relationship. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, what also doesn't make sense is that it's Friends? sunset and they're wearing sunglasses. Why are you wearing sunglasses? Like, you know, it's the early two thousands, be- man. That's weird. The Matrix was going on. Everybody was wearing sunglasses <laughs> indoors. Yeah, no, you get it. So, yeah. but thankfully, they all take their sunglasses off to uh, to light the fire at the bonfire that night. Come on, baby, light my fire. <laughs> Sorry, that's <laughs> which is where we find out that Johnny Storm is a huge Spider-Man fanboy. Oh, I yeah. love it. I, I love, love this bit. Yeah, this is All a right. this is a good way to do this since Spider Man has been around longer than the Fantastic Four have. Yeah, for him to be like, no, Spider Man rips, dude. Like he's awesome. <laughs> he's he's no herb. I'll tell you that right. Yeah, now. he's no herb. Like he's <laughs> no herbs. <laughs> so Johnny's basically like, dude, like he's awesome. He says you know, the guy stands for something who else, you know, that just goes out there and helps people with no agenda. 
Guy doesn't care what you say about him. He helps people. And all the bull that he gets online with that stupid movie and all, all that, and he still does it. Guy doesn't give a, and then realizes he's caught on fire. His arm uh-huh. caught on fire from the nearby fire, and he full-on human torches. Flames out because of that. Which I didn't make the connection until right at that moment why this was going to be a problem for Liz. Yeah. Because yeah. she has been very anti, like anytime like really like anytime like a fire pops up and usually it's related to like a mutant or like the attack from Osborne. Like she's just like, holy fuck. Like I gotta get out of here. Fuck mutants. Like I can't do this. And I realized, oh yeah, because people don't know who they are and mutants, mutant hysteria is at an all time high here. Uh-huh. She's going to think he's a mutant. Uh-huh. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I real and as like as a uh, issue cliffhanger, really cool, great cliffhanger. Really dig that. So uh, chapter sixty nine, nice. <laughs> nice. So <laughs> uh, jinx. John- <laughs> Johnny is basically causing a gigantic panic. Everyone runs away. Um, Johnny basically tells Peter and Mary Jane, who were the only ones who didn't run, like. Look, I, I I didn't mean to freak anybody out. Like, I'm sorry. And then he just flies away. I love really how sad. Bagley draws the human torch. With the flames but, basically, like, dragging off of him. Dragging yeah. off him, but also, like, moving around him. There's a shot, the shot of him saying, I just, I didn't mean to freak everyone out. Where the flames are, like, in front of his face a little bit. But yes. you can still see his face through them. Like, I, I think that is so cool. Yeah. Like, curl. like, skating over his body. Definitely agree. It, it, the, the the way they form like against like with the wind and like kind of yeah like, like his hair like you know hair. like yeah. oh god they go with his hair so sick god Bagley's so, cool. so fucking Bagley rules yeah he's so good this is the <laughs> this is the most well drawn like I've seen the Human Torch done like this is my favorite version of him and again this book is coming out like twice a month at this point it's either twice a month or three times every two months that's crazy it's that's- crazy crazy popular so good (laughs) so basically he flies off mary jane and peter left to kind of pick up the pieces we cut back to the baxter building where uh johnny has been heartbroken and he's like i'm not going back like this is fucking i'm done here and the next day at school apparently word got out because as you know, Liz is worried about it. Her and Mary Jane are walking through the hallway and some fucking knucklehead. Oh God, that's flash again. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> flash. yeah. I heard your boyfriend's hot and I was ready for. So just my, my mindset, right? So the last panel of this is people laughing and Mary turns around like she is going to like rip this guy's head off. And I, Turn the page, and at first glance, I thought Johnny was a cop, and I was like, "Oh, she fucking killed him! (laughs) (laughs) She finally killed him!" (laughs) And then you realize, no, it's just it's Johnny Storm trying to be incognito in his booster gold cosplay. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Real real quick, because this name has popped up a few times. Tam. Uh, The Tandy Tandy Bowen. Yeah. Tandy Bowen. Do you know Tandy who that Bowen. is? You guys no. know who Tandy Bowen is? I'm trying I'm to figure familiar. that out. No. Tandy Bowen is a Marvel character. Uh, okay. 
I believe you. Kenny Bowen is Dagger. Oh, of Cloak and Dagger. Damn. Yeah, that's Tandy. That's fantastic. We constantly, constantly see a bunch of names in the background of all of these books that are just Marvel characters that you just aren't aware of. I mean, yeah, like like, like in that same panel, Nellie rules. I was just gonna say that you took it right out of my. That's because Nellie rules, bro. Obviously, Nelly is a Marvel character. Yeah, Nelly is a Marvel, Marvel character. character yeah. yeah, he's Cloak, obviously. Yeah, oh, that'd be Yo. awesome. Bro. That'd be yeah. sick. Cloak yeah. rolls up with the one Band-Aid under his eye. Yeah. Oh, that would so good back then. It's so good. If anyway, you we, lately, good time. watch The Longest Yard. It's a great movie. <laughs> if you haven't lately, yeah. watch the Cloak and Dagger TV show because it's fucking perfect. Is it really? I heard yeah. terrible things about it. It's <laughs> excellent. I didn't love the pilot and I kind of gave up on it. I trust me, it, the pilot is the maybe the worst episode. Okay. I think the first season is like pretty good. The second season is genuinely stellar. They may they ever cross over with the runaways? They're, they're in season three it. of Runaways, they show up because that's okay, when the cool. Cloak and Dagger show is done. Which oh, got it. That it's done. Yeah. But yeah. Um okay, the second right. season of Cloak and Dagger makes one of the most throwaway like marvel villains super fucking compelling okay they do despair oh i thought you were talking about big wheel Uh, (laughs) i guess come on big wheel keep on turning baby (laughs) big wheel keep on turning turning. (laughs) so (laughs) so johnny's basically there trying to be incognito and he's saying uh look I came back just to cosplay. Yo, am I wrong? <laughs> no, it's yeah. true. Am I wrong? The, 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 I swear to God, this is exactly what Donald Faison was wearing two weeks ago. I was just gonna say, if you haven't lately, Donald Faison is Booster Gold and Legends of Tomorrow. It is perfect casting. Oh man, the introduction to him in that show is borderline one of the best hero introductions in a comic book show ever. I am like two years behind on Legends of Tomorrow, but I want to get caught up just so I can watch that one episode. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> I'm going to let you know, you can just watch that episode. That's fair. Though, I will say this season it has been ridiculously good. Cool. That's Strangely good. enough. Like, That's good. <laughs> it's weird because Legends of Tomorrow just continued to get weirder and continued yes. to get better. Yes, I, I will There's agree. A weird dip in the middle around like, I want to say like season five yeah season six it, but like the last two seasons have been chef's kiss okay cool. okay they deal with aliens man it's anyway yeah. so yeah so johnny's there and he's basically like hey is liz here and he's like look i i'm sorry like i didn't mean to scare everybody i am not coming back you don't have to worry about me just tell her that i'm i'm gonna meet her at this like little park because i just want i want to talk to her and Every, and Peter and MJ are both like, dude, are you a mutant? Like, are you, what's going on? He's like, no, I'm not a mutant. And I love the moment where he's just like, look, I just, I want to talk to her. And Mary's like, look, she's kind of mutant phobic. And he's just like, I am not a mutant. A very Bendis reaction. I love yes. when Bendis does those exact reactions of like exacerbation, just, ah! <laughs> like arms outstretched to each side. It's always the arms the outstretched. Yeah. Full yeah. Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Maybe that's why, that's like why he so sent much. us that image. Yeah. When you <laughs> sent us that image, I was like, oh, it has to be that. That's why, because it was a very Bendis. Because it was young Bendis. 
Yeah. yeah. Full circle. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Charlie Brown is Brian Michael Bendis confirmed. Yeah, so, I can buy that. Yeah. And also Good Kyrie. Grief. So uh, basically he says, look, uh, tell her to meet me at this park. I just want to talk. And he drives off. And so the two of them have this conversation and it's kind of a, you know, a sequel to the earlier conversation about like actually talking about the shit that matters right now. And she's like, Hey, like you should put on your, you should put on the suit to go talk to him. He's a Spider-Man fanboy, And I want to ask you guys, how do you feel about this? Because I was kind of hoping we were going to build up to him putting the suit back on by like the end of the volume. I, I like that this is the way that this happens. I like the idea of, because it, it'd be very easy to have the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2 bit. Right. Where he has to like emotionally get kind of prepared to put back on the suit and all that jazz. As opposed to this, where it's like, I, I'm kind of just helping somebody else out. And like, I... You know, you you even get in the next two part, you get him having internal monologue of like, I keep putting on the suit. Like, I I keep putting it on, even though I don't want to. I can't walk away from this thing. Yeah. And I think that this fits better with the idea of responsibility as opposed to the, I could just walk away from it, but I have to be dragged back into it. This is the, I can't step away from it. Everything in my life keeps putting me back in that goddamn suit. I, I like this approach a lot more. I just kind of wish we had gotten that raindrops keep falling on my head montage. <laughs> and the hot dog yeah. as the uh, as the fire truck goes by. Absolutely <laughs> macking on that hot dog. And man. he takes the biggest bite of a no hot dog. No one eats hot dogs like that. Oh man. Like, he's like, I'm gonna wa- so I'm gonna good. one bite this. Everybody, oh, everybody God. eats hot dogs. You guys don't eat hot also, dogs like that? I'm pretty right. sure I heard somewhere that was a ve- veggie dog. A veggie dog? Was it actually? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I don't think he was eating meat at that point. Yeah. Oh, I think it was a vegetarian. Yeah. Something. Interesting. That's a good looking dog. It's a very good looking dog. I've yeah, never had a New York hot dog, but if they all look like that. Oh, I Eric, want... you got to have a New York hot oh, dog. Yeah, I'd... Eric. Oh. I want I, I want New York hot dog and New York pizza. Like Let's go. Oh, oh right Eric, now. you got to have New York pizza. Go. I got to right go to New York. I Let's go, go right now. New York. Let's oh. go right now. We're just going right now. We're leaving right now. We're just going to go. Yeah. So, and. Malcolm Nothing's gonna... worrying. Oh, See, <laughs> it's the freeze frame on. The... <sighs> anyway, Spider-Man Two, excellent. Still, maybe the best superhero movie of all time. Still, still the best. Spider-Man if you haven't movie. lately, go watch Spider-Man Two. I might right. after this. Uh, <laughs> a, a bitch might just, just, just to watch the, just to watch him eat that hot dog. Oh yeah, just to watch that hot dog after after the volume, the Hollywood volume. I absolutely did watch. Hell it. yeah, Spider-Man Two. <laughs> Hell now. yeah, just with this in my mind. Okay, Power of the Sun in the palm of my hand. Oh, God. Brilliant, but I, lazy. I watched two point. Brilliant, but lazy. Oh my god. Oh my god. So. Oh. Johnny goes to the park. Liz doesn't show up, but you know who does show up? Spider-Man. Spidey's there, and I love seeing Johnny starstruck. Yeah. Like, this is, we are talking about earlier, this is a scene that I absolutely think that Dave Franco would crush. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, you're (laughs) Spider-Man! God... (laughs) 
Like now, that was Berkeley. <laughs> I was gonna go to Berkeley for your Spider Man. That would be all it is. Like unmatched, uh, unmatched. It'd be oh, so man. good. <laughs> no, this this whole sequence is unbelievably good. I I think it's so charming. Just the conversation is just really. I don't know. I really like it. And they there's a great line where hold on uh, here. So he's basically like. Johnny says, uh, so like you're like rich, right? And and Spidey's like, uh, so what what happened with this girl? You you said a girl. And he's like, uh, it is really weird talking to you in this outfit. And he goes, Don't worry about it, you look fine. Yeah. Like I love I, it's that. So funny. Yeah. God, that's so funny. It's so Peter funny. Parker studied with UCB. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He is a UCB kid. Oh my god. Uh, you you talked about Rob. laughing out loud moments. That was a laugh out loud moment for yeah. me too. I was just like, oh my so God, funny. did you just dad him like right now? <laughs> and so he's basically trying to tell him like, look, like every everything's going to be okay when all of a sudden they hear an explosion. Spidey goes thwipping off and I love Johnny being like, I'm going to lose this jacket. I love this jacket. I love this jacket. <laughs> it's a good jacket. It, it fits him really jacket. good. It fits him really well. And that is... That is the important part about getting a jacket, listeners. Don't go yeah. for the highest end. Don't go for like the most expensive or like, oh, you no. know what grain material? Always go with a fit. Yeah. Because an expensive jacket, if it doesn't fit you, it's gonna look terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's gotta jacket. fit in the shoulders. People, exactly. people don't don't forget it's not just the body, it's the shoulders. Shoulders and the armholes. Peace. Shoulders and the armholes. Right. Holy moly, does this jacket fit him really well? It's a yeah. great it really fit. does. It absolutely does. That's why I love that he wears it, even if he's wearing a superhero costume. He knows that this jacket fits him well and that he looks cool as he's shit. He's like, this is my so superhero like, costume. This yeah. is my- <laughs> <laughs> he's 90 Superboy. Like, yeah. He's just like, no, yes. I found one jacket. Hell yeah. Oh my Don't call and him I'm gonna rock Superboy. This. Yeah. He's a Metropolis kid. <laughs> no, Metropolis kid. Torch. The Metropolis torch. Oh, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The New York torch. Yeah. The New York torch. The New York torch. <laughs> Isn't that a... That a newspaper? It should be. It should, should be. be now. Copyright. TM. TM. Podcast twenty twenty two. Yeah. Exactly. So basically, there's a burning building. No one steal my jacket. Superhero stuff. <laughs> and, no, yeah, I love that. No one steal my jacket. And Spidey's able to save some people. And I love that everyone, when they see Human Torch, is like, "Fuck! It's the fire!" Yeah. Like, no one says that, but everyone's pointing at me, and I'm like, I "Love it!" Oh, it's so good. And so, Human Torch does something really freaking cool that I, oh yeah, haven't seen him do before. Cool yeah. ass use of his powers. Yes. Drains all of the fire out of the building and then shoots it up into the sky. Yeah, like, that's super cool. And I mean, you want to talk about breathtaking sequences. Yep. This is, I mean, uh, not to be punny, but it is a breathtaking <laughs> sequence, you know, like how how Bagley draws him, like he is at like supernova, like he's bright white yeah. in this crowd of flame, and he takes off into the sky, and you know, everyone's having a hard time looking at him, and even Spider-Man's like, you know, covering his eyes a little bit. It's like, wow. And then he just shoots the bolt up into the sky. It's cool as shit, man. Beautiful. It's so cool. Yeah. And so afterwards, they make their way back to the park, and 
Thank God no one took his jacket. Yes. <laughs> I, lo- I love that they're like in the middle of a conversation. And he's just like, I never, that was, hey, my jacket's still here. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so they start comparing notes on super suits when the cops roll up. And he's like, oh, hey, we got to go. They're, they're going to blame the fire on us. And Johnny's Why? like, oh, they, they want to say thanks. That's why I was like, trust me. And you just see, please freeze. And then it just cuts to them somewhere the else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and Torch is just like, I can't believe that. There goes my jacket. Why do they do that? Like, this man is jacket obsessed, which I get. I absolutely yeah. understand. He found the one jacket jacket in the tri-state area that fits him well. Also, this is like, isn't this like Johnny Storm's like kind of, I I know they've done, I know he's done things with the Fantastic Four, but this is like his first solo stuff, right? By himself? Yeah. Ultimate wise, this is the first time that he's done anything by himself. Yeah. With Spider-Man. So yeah, it's, I love that he's just finding the groundwork of like the basics of being like a solo superhero. Especially since they haven't done like superhero stuff. They've the stuff that they've been doing at this point is like, you know, closing service scissors and fighting goat leg doom. And that's the, so the public doesn't really know them as superheroes yet. Yeah. Nobody cool. And I love that. That's the end point of this conversation. You know, like they, they shake hands and like, Hey, Johnny's like, Hey, when we go public, like you got to come by, like you got to come by, let's hang out. Let's you make gotta a swing thing. by the barbecue. We gotta, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you want to talk about banger lines? The bit here at the end where Spider Man is like, "But how will I know when you've gone public?" And Johnny flames on. He's like, "You kidding me?" And, and it takes off, just burning <laughs> into the sky. That look, th- that single look from that panel, that is Johnny Storm. That is yeah. the most Johnny Storm Spider Man dynamic. Like it, it's perfect. Right I there. love it so much. <laughs> so That's cool. Right. Good old Flamehead. Yeah. So then we get issue 70, and we start off in a what seems to be a very banal place, very normal. It's date night. Uh, tavern on the green is not normal. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I haven't dude. been to New York since I was a four-year-old child. So I don't know what tavern on the green is. Tavern on the green is bougie as F dude. Yeah. It's the, at least it was, I don't know if it's even still around. No, it's not. It's, it used to be this restaurant in central park. It's in the, yeah. it's in the first ghostbusters movie where like, uh, Rick Moranis is being chased by the terror. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. They, and he goes up to that restaurant and yeah, at the window and everybody looks yeah, for a second and then just goes back to eating. That's, that's that place. That's a real place. It's closed now. I think it's, I think that it's, I, yeah. I thought they closed maybe like a few years ago or something. Oh, it's a while ago. Pre-pandemic. They like went bankrupt or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, it was too damn expensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> only the, ri- only the 1% could go there. Yeah. So, Two high schoolers roll up on this place. Exactly. Exactly. And Mary Jane looking very much like her first appearance in 616 Spider-Man. Yes. Which I thought was a really cool touch. But also immediately weirded me out. And I had good reason to be weirded out by this. Yes. (laughs) I like that from page one, it is purposely making you uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So the two of them sit down. I like this moment too, where they're like, you know, nothing wrong with us dressing up and blowing all of our allowance on a fancy night out. They look at the menu and they're like, I guess I'll be having the soup. 
Let's get a lot of bread. And so Peter and Mary just start talking and she's like, Hey, you know, that thing you want to tell me how you, I don't know, something with a magician, like, tell me about it. And he's like, are, are we going to order? She's like, you in a hurry? He's like, I don't even remember telling you. Okay. And so he just starts into the story. And again, we touched on this in a previous volume. I do not like this block of text stuff. It's a very yeah. mid 2000s choice. But it, we've, but we've talked about how Bendis does it better. Like yeah. He's done it better where he's had He has done it better. go along and actually aesthetically match up with the story and it just right. it I think that this one is mid-range because the character is actually telling a story to someone else. I, guess. I think that this is kind of in the middle range. It's like passable. It's yeah. still not the best, but it's it's fine. I don't know. I it's I had fine. to I tuned out like twice. That's fair. Reading it, it just looks like a lot. No, yeah, I had to. I actually did have to go back um, because the way I read it, I I read it by panel by panel. So I actually had to hop out of the panel and realize that it was this. And I was like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. I'm looking at that now. That's terrible to do a panel by panel. Yeah. So, so I was like, oh, I can't. I can't even see what's going on. So yeah, this was this. I'm glad this kind of format for comic books kind of died after this because yeah, agreed. It makes absolute sense that this nobody would like this. Yeah. So Peter tells Mary about this adventure that he had coming across a battle between the Ultimates and Deathlock. Yes! Deathlock, yes! baby! I'm not expecting to see Deathlock in my Ultimates. And it's game. proper <laughs> Luther Manning Deathlock, baby. Yes, it is. Like, this is my, uh, what do you call it? My fashion icon of the week? Yeah, this is my fashion icon of the week. <laughs> Honestly? Like, no, let's give it to him. Fashion <laughs> icon of the week is Deathlock. I didn't expect uh, Deathlock in my Ultimate Spider-Man book th- today. There's an argument for another fashion icon coming up. Oh, yeah, that's right. I know exactly what you're I, talking about. Yeah, yes, I, weird. There's an argument I, for I've another. been holding on to it. Yeah. I've been holding because on to that's it because he was good my look. That is a good but, look. So, but but I, I got to say, Luther Manning here with the chest plate, yeah. Bare tummy, and yeah. then just like a little bit of like metal covering the crotch. Badass, little, little crop Badass. top, little crop. He top. looks, Everybody's he looks pretty it. awesome. He looks, he's looking pretty hot. Like good for I him. I love the, I love the zombie nose where it looks like it's a little up there. Oh like, my that's god, what I yeah. that's all yeah, I needed. Like oh, the eye and everything. Oh yes. Oh, so Spider Man helps them to, uh, to disable. Also, Black Widow's rocking some Jordans. It looks yeah. like. Yeah. Yes. Not exactly <laughs> what I would consider spy gear, but I respect the drift. They're, what you excuse about? me. They're tactical Jordans. How dare you? You're right. Sorry. Um, also, <laughs> My they are they are. They've got to be what Jordan six. They're Jordan used seven. for sneaking. Exactly. That's oh, sneakers. There we go. Yeah. That's why she has them. All they're right, Princess Shirty, calm down. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's so, Grandpa Simpson. You're welcome. <laughs> so. Following the uh, the defeat of Deathlock, Peter goes back, and this was interesting. On the uh, computer screen, the headline on the front page of DailyBeagle.com, Baxter Building Nightmare. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very weird how that timing is. Immediately after. Huh? Immediately yeah. after, yeah. he says, we're going to go public soon. Now, I haven't like really read into ultimate fantastic four around this period like did something happen not that i can think of no okay specifically. no 
<laughs> so then the only thing that's important about that headline is the nightmare part. So <laughs> Peter goes into uh, the Daily Bugle and we finally get the payoff of the J. Jonah Jameson uh, character development hour where he was basically like, hey, look, you're going to shadow a reporter. You're going to get on the street just like I did when I was your age. And he goes with Ben Urich to interview Dr. Strange. Yes. I, I, real quick, I love the bit where he's talking about that to Peter. He's like, remember when I told you I was going to send you a report? He's like, I didn't know that you remembered. (laughs) I think that's really funny. (laughs) I really like how they enter this scene, too. It's like, what are you wearing, Parker? He's like, what, a shirt and a (laughs) Is there something wrong with my shirt? (laughs) Never mind. So don't don't you think, uh, don't you think uh, Mark Bagley messed up and meant to put him in his, like, turquoise shirt with the pink tie and so that way maybe so that way like you know jameson had his, something his to classic look as, yeah. as that or the the blood splattered shirt yeah the blood splatter yeah. shirt whatever the fuck that was yeah <laughs> so I, I i just appreciated this scene feels very much like the scene in the raimi movies where you know jameson gives peter an assignment very quickly and it's like there you go there's the door like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. him rushing him out like I, this this Jameson sounds very much like J.K. Simmons Jameson. Yes. And again, yes. that's the right choice. Absolutely agree. Always so, the right choice. <laughs> Mary Jane is continuing to listen and she's probing him with these different questions that seem really ubiquitous and oddly like oddly placed. Like, mm-hmm. what what do you know about this mysterious Doctor Strange person? And, and Peter's like, oh, I know all about him. And he dives into it. And I'm like, oh, it's like, okay. and so do you. We watched that biography on him, you know. And then <laughs> we get what for me was the most confusing shit in this entire volume. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. Fucking Doctor Strange is Highlander. Yep. What is, <laughs> yeah. What? Yep. I, I actually like this take. I do. I'm going to tell you right now. They don't do anything with Ultimate Doctor. Oh, that makes me really sad because, like, the premise on this sounds super cool. I think it's a really cool idea. Like, oh, here's listeners for for those of you not reading the premise. First off, Patsy Walker is giving this like hell yeah, Patsy, which is awesome. Um, But the premise is that you know you have your classic Doctor Strange origin, where Doctor Strange gets you know he's a gifted surgeon, gets in a really bad car accident, loses use of his hands finds out about alternative methods to fixing those hands spiritually, goes to Tibet, you know, uh, learns from someone named the Ancient One, becomes a Sorcerer Supreme. And here's Doctor Strange, he's Sorcerer Supreme, and that Doctor Strange dies. And now the Sorcerer Supreme is his son. Yeah, Doctor Strange just disappears. 20 years ago, just disappears. And now the Sorcerer Supreme is his son, Doctor Stephen Strange Jr., (laughs) and and clea is his mom which is awesome Awesome. there's such great story potential there oh yeah it's super interesting doctor ultimate doctor strange shows up a few times and that's it that really sucks because that is such a cool idea they don't do enough with him just full stop they don't do enough with that character like i feel like with that premise you could slap on like the Jason Aaron Chris Bacalo run, and yeah. that could have mm-hmm. just been that could have been Doctor Strange. Ultimate Doctor Strange. That would have yeah. been totally fine. Yeah. Like, um, Ultimate Doctor Strange 
or Stephen Strange here uh, is my fashion icon of the week. Wait, because every time Stephen we see Strange this or Stephen Strange Jr. Stephen Strange Jr. Jr. Okay, because yeah. he is also my fashion icon. Every time we see his motherfucker, he is in drip. Like he, he looks so <laughs> ripping. Thick. This this like talk show appearance where he's got the freaking eye of Agamotto on the side and he's got like the long dark clo- yeah. bad ass oh. look. Well, I knew when Letterman he rolled here. up. I knew when he rolled up in that Val Kilmer Bruce Wayne turtleneck the first time we see him. Doing mm. I was like, this man knows style. Yes, <laughs> give me that turtleneck, baby. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love. It. I, th- I think it's so cool that like Doctor Strange was a guy like twenty years ago. He did his whole thing. And then he disappeared. He married Clea. The two of them had a child. And now this Clea. child is palling around with Wong. Yeah. And the two and of them are just and like, like celebrity strength. Like it's it's if yeah, sorcerer to the star. It's actually the sorcerer supreme. Yeah. Like I, I love that. It's he's he's just David Blaine. Half the people think that he's bullshit. You <laughs> <laughs> think, oh, he actually might be magic, but he's actually being the sorcerer supreme at the same time and is learning actual magic. What yeah, a cool yeah. premise! That should have been its own book. Yes, yes. I and agree. It's very frustrating that it's not. Very and much agree. Basically, doing like the buddy cop thing with Wong because yes. it feels this very much feels like it's like two. It's like the Scooby Gang. The two of them just like, yeah. all right, we're gonna figure out some hijinks. The the biggest part. So I am on record, and I don't know if I'm on record here, but I'm gonna be gonna be on record here. I don't like Benedict Cumberbatch or Doctor Strange. I okay. think that he is a bad choice for Doctor Strange. In fact, oh. it's very frustrating that Ethan Hawke is now like the bad guy in Moon Knight because I always thought that Ethan Hawke was should have been Doctor Strange. Oh. I think that's a way better choice. I think um, he was on the short list. Him and Walking he was, Phoenix. especially yeah. since uh, since it was a Scott Derrickson movie and Scott Derrickson right. and Ethan Hawke have history. Yeah. But uh, so I don't like Benedict Cumberbatch Doctor Strange. If they treated it like this, I would understand that. If he was like the spoiled kid who is celebrity doctor to the star, like that would work way better because this is kind of the dynamic that they go for with him and Wong is that Wong is actually the, you know, like more practiced one in magic, which I love that take. I think that's genius. Totally agree. But this is the approach that they do. They should have just made him Dr. Strange Jr. They should have just committed fully for the ultimate style. And with how much the MCU apes from the ultimate universe, they should have just done it. But the reason that they didn't is because at that point, the ultimate universe is dead. Yep. Yeah. Which we'll get to at some point, I'm sure. So yes, they basically show up. They roll up to again. I love the Sanctum Sanctorum. It's so I pretty. Love it. I love it's, it as a location. It's so good. I mean, it, it just looks 13... super out of place out of everything else in yes. New York, and yeah. I love that. <laughs> 13, 13, 13 Beaker Street. Yeah. Yeah. Like, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. They knock on the door. Wong answers. He's like, yo, this is not a good time. And he just shuts yeah. the door in their face. They're like, okay, well, I guess we're going. Uh, I, I love when he's like, uh, hey, I got to get home. And he's like, where do you live? He's like, Queens. He's like, you're on your own, kid. I, I like, love like, I'm sorry, like, man. I'm not, I'm not paying that gas fare. <laughs> yeah, <get out> exactly. <laughs> I'm on the opposite side of town. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to do that on your own. Uh, I live in a village, bro. Sorry. Let's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm rich and I fuck. Yeah. And so <laughs> Peter dons the costume again, <laughs> jumps up to the window and sees what looks to be Wong attacking Steven with some kind of 
stones or stone. gems. Yeah. The and again, no. I really yeah. dig. I really dig this costume for for Strange. It's I, so good. You mentioned good. it earlier, but just the eye of Akamato, just slightly to the to the left. It's I such really, a good look. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. And so the conversation continues, and it's I don't know, like. I clocked immediately how weird this was that they were they having this keep, conversation. Yeah, the, the, what they're doing visually with Mary Jane is really interesting. Every time yes. you see her, she get, at first she gets a little more provocative looking. Yes. And then she gets a little creepier and then yeah. a little paler and then a little paler and a little creepier in the face. Like they, in the background, every single time they cut back, like there's less and less people. Yeah. The, the lights are moving up to the thing and the table is becoming more elongated. Yeah. And it's uh freaking me They're out. Messing with bit. perspective. It's really cool. It's really well done. Yeah. And so uh we get the backstory that Spidey busts into the sanctum uh and interrupts whatever is happening, and all mm -hmm. of a sudden everything goes black, and we get this haunting little half image that's incredibly blurred of what looks to be nightmare. And as the page turn shows us, Mary Jane, like Malcolm said, goes full vampire Mary Jane looking. And Peter gets grabbed by two figures. And who are the figures? Uncle Ben and Gwen. Oh my god. Absolute fucking nightmare. And then it and then it cuts to Mary Jane surrounded by the most horrifying versions of spider-man's rogues gallery oh my god it is this disgusting looking amalgamation oh. of venom and kingpin together Ugh. it's it's doc ock macking on black cat <laughs> it's weird full-on goblined out norman osborne marrying aunt may oh my god <laughs> with and his hand cradling her ass yes cop yeah oh man jesus Oh, and the should we mention the man spider thing? And the, yeah, and the, the a giant mutated spider. spider. Yeah, like good lord. I I love the conversation leading up to this too. Of like, you know, it cuts from the from the sequence of him bursting through the window, and then Mary Jane's like, "Wow." Then what happened? He's like, "Well, I I beat up the bad guy, and uh, huh? Yeah, I I think I did. I I must have. Yeah, I, I beat up the bad guy. I saved the day, and then I came here. I guess." And she's like, "Wow." It's like, huh, an all-A student, an all-A student, and you still haven't figured out that you haven't woken up yet. <laughs> it's, it's a great villain turn. Yeah, totally agree. Awful. So we get to uh, Chapter 71, and Stephen Strange Jr. wakes up, and I got to say, again, we already mentioned it, the absolute drip on this man. I love these gloves. I love it. It's so cool looking. And that's the thing that I'm really disappointed about Multiverse of Madness. We haven't seen Strange in the gloves. We we have once. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, one I mean, person in the movie. who did it. I mean, in the what do you mean? There's one person in the movies who put him in the gloves, and that's Taika Waititi. Yeah, in Thor Ragnarok, he has the fucking gloves. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm talking about the the multiverse of madness itself. Oh, specifically for that. Yeah, because, no, because, I, I yes, want the gloves. They they put him in the gloves. He has the hair slicked back. He looks like cla classic Doctor Strange. And then when yeah. Infinity War rolls around, he's just back in his solo movie suit. I'm Benedict I'm like, Cumberbatch why? doing an American accent. <laughs> Malcolm's impression game remains unmatched. <laughs> 
So <laughs> Strange yeah. wakes up and yeah, to being Sherlock, you piece. <laughs> That's all it is. is they, they, they're like, oh, it's Sherlock. He'd be perfect for Doctor Strange. <laughs> so he wakes Wong up and Wong basically tells him, like, look, we're supposed to meditate. You didn't do your 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 fucking size shields to make sure that we couldn't be tapped in there. You got hit. You got whammied. I was trying to help you. Then this motherfucker crashed through our window, stopped me from helping you. It jumped from you and went into this kid. Hang on. We're, we're skipping over something here. Go for it. Yes. When Strange sees Wong, he pulls the webbing off of his mouth, or he tries to pull the webbing off of his mouth, and he's like, oh, wait a second. I know the spell for this. Hits him with a spell, and the spell reveals what Reyes... My boy Reyes has announced as the greatest circle of all time. Oh no. Wong's yes. nipple ring. Yes. Yeah. What? <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> no. The fact that Wong has a nipple ring oh, is wild. I'm so glad you pointed that out, but not like Is that. wild. Oh, because the spell takes off the webbing, but also takes off the shirt. And Wong's like, whoa, that was your spell was way too strong. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And all you can see is just that one pierced nipple. <laughs> yeah. And it's wild. wild. It's so funny that he has Wong is kinky as fuck, man. He is a like, 2006 freak. I love holy it. Holy shit. Like that is awesome. That is good amazing. for him. Good for him. Good for he him. He's open to everything at this point. That's 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 some that's some good for him. Poor thinking is, right there. Wong is the bisexual icon that we needed at this time. Honestly? Oh, absolutely. Wong yeah. fucks, dude. <laughs> Wong's awesome. Oh, we all knew that. What we if, all knew wait, that. Wait, what if these two are actually together? Do you think I would be? I would love that? Yeah. I would love I that. that. Why? Me it. too. Would, would bring well. a different uh a different dimension to their relationship that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. <laughs> dimension. <laughs> Boo. You know, because Doctor Strange only deals in dimensional stuff and doesn't actually fucking do magic. Anyway. <laughs> God, I hate movie Doctor Strange so much. I hate him so much. God. So basically Wong fills him in on what happened and he's like, look, we need to figure this out because whatever latched onto him is real bad. Yeah. And we get the payoff for that because immediately everyone is all of Peter's worst fears are trying to assault him, including the Hulk, which Ultimate Hulk should be everyone's worst fear. Oh my yep. god, there's man thing. Terrible. Oh my god, there's man thing. Uh yeah, that's from <laughs> team that's from the team up issues with uh with the lizard. Right. And I don't know how you guys felt about this, but I legitimately got very nervous seeing Carnage again. Yes. That yeah. shit bothered me. That's the thing is that the image of Ultimate Carnage now is going to sit in your mind. It is. And I don't it's like a, it. It's powerful. Yeah. I don't like That's it. the power I, of that volume. That I volume is so good, dude. I don't ever need to see Carnage in the Ultimate Universe again. I if I never see Ultimate Carnage for the rest of this run, I will be a happy boy. And I will be incredibly excited about it. Wolverine is so, nude. What? Wolverine is nude. I think because because remember the first time he sees him when he wakes up in his body, he's nude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. gross. You know, one <laughs> of his worst fears. 
And yeah, so, yeah, seeing a penis that small would be one of my worst fears. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, come on, Wolverine, bro, ultimate, Wolverine. ultimate Wolverine. Okay, fine. It don't, it only Wolverine. looks, it only looks small because there's so much hair that's all that bush. <laughs> he's like the Zohan's there. Yeah. Oh. oh man, he's gonna need a hedge trimmer for that shit. If you haven't oh. lately, go watch the Zohan. You don't have it. What are you talking about? Also, if you like, we Manscape is also our sponsor for this yeah. podcast. If you would like to remember that. If, if you if you want to use the promo code Canadian Knuckle, you'll get 30% <laughs> off your first order with Manscape. Uh, so so um Peter's basically going through nightmare sequence after nightmare sequence. I and like that this plays out like a dream or like yes. a nap. He's it's very weird. It's very strange. It yeah, he falls. He falls off this building and falls right into that very famous picnic scene that we saw in the Venom volume. You know, with young, young, young Parkers. Yeah, it's wild. Eddie Brock here. Yeah, and I love the the floating Super head cool. of the. You know, you you know, I'm coming back to kill you, right? From Eddie, mm -hmm. really cool. I love that. And then Peter, this Peter runs up to this pond and he sees Gwen's body face down in the water, and behind him, Harry Osborne. Oh man, a very interesting pairing. Yes. Yeah. I don't feel like that was a coincidence. No. So Harry straight up Sparta kicks him into the water and he is, that's when we get the first big reveal of nightmare uh -huh. as we see nightmares face. And it is horrifying to look at. Almost. No. <laughs> Almost. Like that's, that's what he's saying. It's interesting. It's good. I almost, you thought, you thought he was going to finish it, it right? It, I, I thought he was going to finish it and almost it hit. Ooh. Ooh. What, what I, do you mean I, by finish it? I had, I had non flashbacks. Do you, do you think? Do you, do you think? No, nah, I can't be. I mean, I, I, if you were going to cast Nightmare for this, who would you say would be appropriate? I think the only voice that makes sense is Sam Elliott, personally. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I was thinking Ava Green, but okay, all right. Jane Campion would disagree name. with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woof. So we cut back oh, to, we're going to leave that where it lay. <laughs> we cut back to Strange and Wong. And the two of them are researching. And I love this shit. I they love it. Yeah. Researching, trying to figure out what is attacking peter and they basically come to the conclusion like whatever is latched on to peter at a certain point it is going to get out unless we wake him up and he and we get a true ultimate spider-man dream sequence which brings us back to that amazing oh. coloring that we get yes his previous dream sequences which i really like uh -huh. and then uh we see what looks to be electra about to kill him when all of a sudden no it's Mary Jane Electra. Mary Jane! <laughs> who then becomes Black Cat Electra uh -huh. and is surrounded by scantily clad versions of Liz Four and Gwen Stacy. Uh -huh. And 
I, it's, I mean, I get it. It's a high school kid. It's his dreams and nightmares. Real, still real weird though. Real, real weird. It, it, the conversation there is so uncomfortable too. Yeah. Of, you know, MJ's being like, I will die just because I know you. I will die because I let you kiss me. Let's start a death pool. And then he sees Jameson and Robbie and Ben standing at his bed. And it looks now it looks like the bed, like the bed is in like the offices. Fuck, at, and I just at the bugle. And you just noticed in the background, right? Uh, yeah. Because it's a looming before. specter over his life now. Carnage. That's the thing. Yeah. Is carnage. Just a giant carnage head in the background. Ugh. And and you know, Jameson's like, oh, it's 50 bucks on May. You know, that woman will drop dead the minute she finds out that the nerd wears a costume. You know, she'll keel over. And Ben's like, no, no, that's too obvious. She doesn't even like him. Like, it's... This is absolutely what a nightmare would be for Peter Parker. I think this issue is so well-crafted. It is. Absolutely. so upsetting. Just between the visuals and then what everyone is saying is exactly what would upset him at this point in his life. And so when Peter seems basically like he's going to be lost in this forever dr strange shows up strange jr has finally entered the chat what about this uh wait what about this like ultron robot the robot that that just comes out of nowhere because he's a teenage boy and he has kids about robots uh, for for me (laughs) i was just like is this ultron wait when did they beat ultron is the is that what this is? Oh. Ultron has not appeared yet in the Ultimate Universe. Okay. Well, this I will tell you that right now. Threw me off. Like <laughs> Ultron is a problem. <laughs> so, Strange shows up and he basically hits him with a wallop, just wallops him with some spells until Nightmare transforms into Doctor Strange Senior. Mm-hmm. I really uh-huh. dig this, my boy. Sorry, it's actually Jason Momoa saying, my boy. Oh, I was, was going to say it was, um, it was uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Kratos from God of War Games. My boy. Oh, yeah. Christopher Judge. Yeah. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Christopher yeah. Judge, my boy. And I, 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 oh, it makes me so mad that we never, that according to you, we never get any kind of follow up on this. There's this not so enough interesting with this character. He shows this up is just so a handful. Interesting. It's so interesting, and it leads to a great thing. Like so, you know, Doctor Strange Senior, the vision of him starts attacking our Strange, Young Strange, and just messing with him and showing him really sick shit. And then our Strange just pops the bubble on that in a sick way and it looks awesome that panel of him with his arms spread out the capes out and he's just like ah, repelling everything yeah. it's awesome and he's like oh you shouldn't have used the image of my father like that all you did was make me angry so <laughs> good bad so, ass so good. so good then he hits nightmare with a spell and then it's done and he's able to wake up peter thank god and the two of them are basically left to figure out what the hell just happened. Peter is terrified by everything that just transpired. And so he immediately just bolts. Uh, He leaves his mask behind. He's rushing out of there so much. And the next time we see him, he's in his basement. Top half of the suit has been thrown on the ground. So of his web shooters. And all he can think about is everything that the dream and nightmare visions of his friends and family said to him. He gets a knock on the cellar door. 
on the <laughs> door to the basement. <laughs> and Peter is not willing to answer it. And then it cuts back to Mary Jane standing outside in the rain, umbrella in hand, saying like, hey, you know, it's it's me. And the line that Nightmare Mary said to him about you're going to kill me, you will kill everyone, just kill me now, just get it done with, just does not, will not leave him. And the saddest panel is her just standing outside in the rain, just saying, but tonight was our fancy date. Oh, this is years before 2011, but I swear to God, for Captain America, the first Avenger, they looked at this and they're like, that's the only way you can end something. They had to. They had to. Because it's the same beat. It breaks my heart the same way. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate that in order to, whether it's in order to save time or to, uh, uh, you know, panel space, one of the visions that he sees while he's sitting in the in the basement is uh, 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 Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Yeah, but Uncle Ben with two holes in his chest that are smoking, but also shriveled up yeah. like a drained from carnage. Uncle Ben. So it's kind yeah. of like a combination even make of Gwen and Holy shit. Yeah. It's kind. Of, it's a perfect combination of the two of them. Yeah, it's really interesting. The two biggest fears uh, in terms yeah. of biggest deaths that the two biggest him. losses that happened That's because wild. of him are, are I need combined. to make that connection. Yeah, mm-hmm. God, I'm telling you, th- this issue is this... really good. Yeah, yeah, th- this issue rules. It rules. So, as we're wrapping up here and leaving on just an incredibly sad note, uh, gentlemen, favorite part about the issue or about the volume and what do you think about the volume as a whole i'm gonna go to malcolm first uh you know i think the four issues that are in this volume are pretty great um you know (laughs) you you go from issues 68 through 71 and you have a really wonderful story uh the two part with johnny storm is super fun and then this is this is the 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 two part nightmare story is such a great breaking down of Peter Parker, and uh, uh, a temperature check of where that character is. Uh, I I love how this works because earlier in the episode, Eric, you had mentioned you know your frustration with how quick it seems like they've kind of moved past the Gwen stuff. Yeah, and then you get the two part nightmare, which shows not only has he not worked past it, it's eating him alive. It is, I mean, Carnage is literally a specter across his soul. It's an albatross that he wears on his, like, on his brain constantly. It's, I, I think it's a really great look at where he is as a character right now and where this is going to lead him in some very interesting places. Uh, this is, to compare it to Invincible, it's very much, it's very much like when Invincible switches to the blue suit and is in a really weird place. Yeah very dark place you definitely see that a lot of shit is going on this is like post this like post uh uh conquest mark like this is this is a mark who's in a very bad place that's what peter is right now he's in a very bad place and we'll see where that pulls him to uh jacob favorite part and uh what'd you think about the volume as a whole oh man i gotta say the best two volumes of this uh this uh, the best two issues i'm sorry of this volume are obviously the first two 
and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. The, the Johnny Storm team up? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. The Johnny yeah, Storm yeah, team absolutely. Up. That's just uh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Those four issues um, roll. No, uh, the this I I really I really dig this volume. Um, just for for um, it, it's always this happened before. The there was a big like death that happened early on. Like, I think it was like Captain, Captain Stacy or something like that. And we have like a follow-up volume where it was just all kooky. It was the Dumlarf, whatever his name was. Geldof. Geldof. Yeah, it was a Geldof. Yes. Yeah. Cool off, no Geldof. Yeah, yeah. Cool exactly. off, no Geldof. Yes. Cool off, no Geldof. Which the Johnny yeah. Storm issues are, are a very good parallel to. Yeah. Yes. A yes. very good parallel to. Yeah. Very, very much a cool off, no Geldof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This pretty much feels like that, that, um, mm-hmm. These last two issues are my favorite. Um, this these last two issues felt like a spectacular Spider-Man version of the '90s Spider-Man uh, episode where Doctor Strange makes an appearance and is never brought back up uh, ever again in that series. Yes, which pisses me off because that is one of my top favorite like episodes as a kid watching that where I was just like, "Holy shit, there's a magician!" Um, uh yeah there's they should this... make an animated series for dr strange they should like based I... on the comics yeah That'd i completely agree with that um that'd be sick the closest Hell thing yeah. we got was that early 2000s animated movie that we got which yeah. is great it which is, is great great it's good and is a better doctor lately, strange movie watch that movie it is yeah. so good it's a better doctor strange movie <laughs> than the doctor strange movie yes um, but, <laughs> yes um my uh yeah the, the, my favorite part was just these last two issues because like um i, I love doctor strange and i i didn't expect to that was it was really cool getting the the ultimate version of this and uh yeah fashion icon of the week is doctor strange there yeah. Hell yeah, man. Death Clock was just like a comic, like comic pool of the week for me was Death Clock coming out of nowhere where I was just, Woo! holy shit, like what a, what a deep cut that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Um, these four issues were fantastic. Uh, one of one of a just my problem again, if the first two issues or the, you know, whatever happened between you know issue 65 and these four issues didn't happen i think i would have liked this volume more but i have been waiting from issue 65 to get to what we got to at the the end of issue 71 i guess because like we got that whole like spider-man no more i'm not doing this and i feel like at the end of the day when this volume ends we're at the exact same place as when the last volume ended so there is a sense to me of what was this for yeah yeah so i have to i have to say that i think if you skip a volume skip this volume don't don't, skip this volume you shouldn't you shouldn't skip any of the volumes but if there is a volume that you're like whatever like i can't read all this like you could be forgiven for skipping this volume because again it just puts them at the same place i grant it granted the spidey and johnny storm stuff is incredible i think my favorite part of the volume is the conversations in those two issues between johnny and mary jane and johnny and spider-man but the biggest thing that happens out of this which again fashion icon stephen strange jr is incredible comes 
in the same kind of manner as the end of last volume. Yes. So that is my, my biggest hiccup with this. However, the nightmare stuff is dynamite. I love this version of Dr. Strange. I wish we'd gotten more of this version of Dr. Strange. And it makes me sad that I can't just like go and read a doctor's ultimate Dr. Strange series. Listen, I, I will tell you, we do see Dr. Strange again in this series. Okay, good. Good. I want to see him again. Oh we my do God. We see Dr. Strange again in this series. Hell yeah. There just isn't enough Dr. Strange material in the ultimate universe. That's the problem. Yes. yes. Definitely agree. And I'm very interested to see where this relationship between Peter and Mary Jane goes next. Because they were in a really sweet spot. And I mean, I, I do love this ending. Because like you said, it's very much first Avenger parallels. Like yeah. we had a date. Um, yeah. Again, a, a cool off, no guild off volume. Mm -hmm. I am excited to get into the next volume. Because I want the story to move forward. Ooh, so, I'm excited for the next volume too. That wraps up <laughs> volume 12. And that is going to bring us on to next week. Volume 13. Lucky 13 of Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw oh, I don't that know too. about this one, listeners. Um, <laughs> yeah. Volume 13. Entitled Hobgoblin. Synopsis goes like this. Yes. It's the terrifying debut of the ultimate Hobgoblin as Harry Osborne returns to Midtown High harbor harboring a dark secret that will affect the lives of all those around him, especially his best friend, Peter Parker. And where does Harry's father, Norman Osborne, aka the Green Goblin, fit into all of this? So we're getting ultimate Hobgoblin next week, folks. Yes. I'm oh. worried. Eric. What? This the, this is the end of the... Uh, a couple weeks ago, I said there's three really controversial volumes. This is the end of the controversial volumes. I read ahead last week. I Because I, I couldn't wait to read the Hobgoblin volume. <laughs> it's one of the volumes I've read the least. Just happened to have read the least. Yeah. And it slaps. It's good. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's good. But you're going to hate some stuff. But there's good reason. Okay. Okay, we're going to see. <laughs> yeah. I hate when he does this. I hate when he does this. Same here. But, like, yeah, so we're... that is going to be issues 72 through 78. Be there or be square, not a circle. We will see you uh, next week. Again, volume 13, Hobgoblin, issue 72 through 78. We will see you there. Same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for Geek Explained Book Club, this has been Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. It's the circles. They come back. <laughs> next week is really all about circles and the cellar door. 100%. Oh!
like to spend the least amount of time that we've ever spent covering two issues on these first two issues that's completely fine really because it's very bad because i think we should talk about vivid detail and how this is the best part of the entire series i have ever seen in my entire life it's so bad it's so podcast where unfortunately jacob's been banned from the podcast forever (laughs) (laughs) 